how you doing today? Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Fresh Out the Deli podcast. Uh, this is Nick Sakali. I'm here with Troy Provo Heron. Not sure what episode number we're on at this point. Um, it's been a long, long time since we did a non-wrestling podcast on here. So if anybody's listening, uh, just congratulations. It's not a wrestling podcast. You don't need to shut it off right away. You can stick around for some uh, – we're going to talk about baseball free agency. And uh, we're really excited. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today, but you you texted and said you wanted to do baseball, and you know me, so anytime you want to do baseball, I'm I'm on the computer. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're willing to take some time out of your uh, very busy, very hectic life and the uh, your recuperation uh, time and spending it with me on this. Uh, well, today they announced the uh, MVP awards. Yeah. And yesterday they announced the Cy Young Awards, and I probably – I think I agreed with all of them. No, you didn't. I mean I really liked Votto, and I feel Joey like – Joey Votto is the National League MVP. <laughs> Votto's amazing, but it's really hard not to give the MVP to a guy who hit 59 home runs. Of course it is. Look at Joey Votto. <laughs> oh, wait. I just took a screenshot I was going to send you. It's a picture. If you go to Baseball Reference and you, on your phone and you go to career uh, leaders for on-base percentage, uh, on Baseball Reference, it just shows pictures of the people's faces, not their <laughs> – if you're using the phone app. And it's all black and white photos except for Joey Votto in the second row. Like everybody is from like the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. And then Joey Votto is like 12th on the list. I mean, he's the MVP. I don't I don't understand how anybody can make the argument that he's not. And so for me, I was upset today. I would have been less upset if he had lost by like 100 votes and everybody just said, oh, home runs are the only thing that mattered. Because then at least you're setting a precedent there. He lost by two points. That's which true. Which means that he lost because some asshole. Well, it was Bob Nightingale voting him fifth for some reason. I, I don't understand how that's possible. Um, and and it, like usually you'll you'll be like, oh well, uh, Votto was on a losing team and he didn't contribute really to a playoff race. But I mean, Stanton's team was atrocious also this year, so that really isn't much of an argument. And it was so close; it was two points. Joey Votto had twenty five points more in his OPS. Than John Carlos Stanton did, and John Carlos Stanton hit fifty nine home runs. You saw that Judge finished the year with a higher OPS than Altuve, also though. You're not complaining there. Well, no, because Altuve won. I know it doesn't have anything to do with the postseason, and the votes were in before, but he won the World Series. Oh, and two, he's Altuve is definitely deserving of it, and I'm not, and I would have voted for Altuve also. And here's another reason, and I don't think this is also fair to this point. I think Altuve deserves it more on a what he's done over the last four years. He's had 200 plus hits in the last four over the last four years every season. Right, and that doesn't happen. And I know it's not a lifetime achievement award, but Jose Altuve has been the best hitter in baseball for four years, and I don't think we can deprive a guy like that of an MVP, especially when you consider the fact. Mike Trout's going to be healthy 
at least supposedly healthy for a full year next year. And every time that happens, Mike Trout wins the MVP. And, and that could be your same argument with Votto, too. You could have given him to him this year because the last three years he's been a great hitter on a really bad team. And in a year where not one player, like, completely, completely stood out in that league, uh, as evident from the voting, uh, yeah, it makes it would make sense to give it to Votto. And I, and I think I would have – I mean, it would have been really close. And I'm not, like, passionate about it one way or the other. But Altuve, for sure, makes sense, uh, especially with Judge uh, being the lock for Rookie of the Year. It's one of those spread-the-wealth kind of deals also. I also just take consistency into play, and Judge had that two-month period where he was horrible. Yep. And Altuve was consistent throughout the entire year. I would have personally voted Jose Ramirez over Aaron Judge, but that's because during that (laughs) 20-whatever game win streak it was, Jose Ramirez was on base every at-bat. He had like a – truly correct, but he had an on-base percentage of at least 950. But you're you're getting into – you're giving it to Ramirez for a 20-game stretch. He was really good no, that, over no, Judge for the 20-game stretch. He was really bad. I mean, Jose Ramirez was really good all season. He was consistently good all season. Just during that 27-game stretch, he was an alien playing baseball. I love Jose I think, Ramirez. I think, I think there's a difference there. And, and I think this year I'm very happy with the uh, – the finalist. I think it. Th- those three guys uh, were all just awesome to watch throughout the year, um, and they were on great, like really fun teams. They represented kind of like the sport and how the game is being played right now really well. Um, each of them kind of has a different style too, which is cool. So I was really happy that those three guys were the finalist. Um, yeah, I don't know really what else to say about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I thought Cy Young was well done. I think those are the two guys who deserve it the most. Yep. I mean, Sale fell apart at the end there. And you could have made a very slight argument with Kershaw, but just ultimately it was the counting numbers. He he missed a little too much time, and when it was that close, you have to give it to the guy who played more. Yeah, you have to. And, I mean, it's not like Max Scherzer's a scrub. I mean, <laughs> exactly. he's, he's basically unhittable. He's so. won with three uh, of the last four Cy Youngs now? Yeah, so, <laughs> he's I mean, unbelievable. you really... You can't go wrong. If you flipped a coin, like you just let those two pitch at their best for an entire season, and you can't really tell. If you flip a coin and whoever wins wins, I don't think there would be any upheaval about, oh, wow, how that, like, how'd you decide that? Those, that's just how good those two are. Yep. And, and in both leagues, there was the top two guys and then a clear drop off to the third. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think Strasburg got any first place vo- votes, which I understand totally. And the same thing with Severino. I love Severino as a Yankees fan, because it was extremely surprising. I had no idea that he was going to be that good again. But, um, I mean, that's such a fluky thing, and his great numbers didn't come close to comparing to the other guys. No, I mean, Klubot is half robot, so. I I have to look at baseball reference after we're done talking. I don't know actually what this number is, but for both guys only got like up to 200 innings, and I feel like that's extremely low for a Cy Young winner. Uh, at least recently. I think most of the time they're at least at like 220 or 230. Yeah, but you also have to understand that in both those scenarios, like in the Indians' case, Cleveland had won the division a month before the season ended. So at that point, you're just trying to keep Corey as 
fresh as he can be come postseason time. Yep, that's that's true. And so you're not maybe you're not pitching him all eight innings to win a game, but you're pitching him six. And it's not like there were any other pitchers um, that were performing uh, at a lower level, but pitching more. Um, they were still close to the top of the league in innings pitched. So it's just one of those years because people are relying more heavily on the bullpen that the overall starting pitchers their their inning counts were just lower across the board. Yeah. I think. Fair enough. But today, uh, this is going to be a really fun one. Me and Troy are going to draft our favorite free agents. Uh, so it's – what is today's date? It's November 16th, going to be November 17th by the end of this podcast. Uh, but we are – we've got the list of uh, current Major League Baseball free agents in front of us, and we're each going to draft a team. So a catcher, a first base, second base, third base, shortstop. We're going to draft four outfielders, a DH, a utility player, and then two starting pitchers and two relievers. And uh, we're just going to do a snake draft, and we're taking our, our favorite or best, or I don't know. You could take your favorite. I could take my best. I'm not really sure exactly what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> to be, I want to clarify this before we start. We're doing players with qualifying offers too, right? So the Hosmers, the Santanas, guys like those. Yeah, definitely. Especially because they all declined them at this point. Um, so anybody that's available, I, I think, I mean, do we want to exclude Otani or do we want to keep him in? Cause who knows no, keeping what's him going in. on? Okay, good. Uh, no, keeping him in. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Fabulous. Do you want to flip a coin? Yeah. Flip a coin. Yeah. I don't have a coin. <laughs> I have a hundred dollar wine voucher. Okay, good. That's much better to flip. Yep. Heads or tails. Uh, heads. That sounds like a tails. Oh, wow. Yeah, this heads. Okay. I get to go first? You do get to go first. Okay. I'm going to make a really, really stupid pick. (sighs) How stupid? Okay. This is how stupid... No, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to take J.D. Martinez. I was going to take him number one, too. I, you just have to. I think and you and me are uh, might be outliers. I think we're like as far on the pro J.D. Martinez side as you could, side as you could possibly be. Um, but, I mean, come on. The dude's incredible with the bat. I just feel like over the last three years, you can't name five hitters who are better than J.D. Martinez. Just hitters, if you take fielding excluded, just pure raw hitters consistently over the last three years, I don't think you can name five guys who are better. And when that guy comes on the board as a free agent, you have to pay the amount of money that whatever it takes to get him because he's that good. And and one of the funnest things to do this year was uh, he missed that first month and a half or whatever it was. And just throughout like the month of August and September, when he kept hitting home runs, I kept recalculating if he was on a full season pace what he'd be at and he would have hit just as many home runs as Stanton. Yeah. I mean he was he was on pace to have like a legendary home run season if he had played the whole year. And like especially if he had been in Arizona the whole time and not Detroit. Not to say that he didn't do well there, but like geez. He could have had just a, a just one of the most mon- monstrous seasons we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean I think he was special. 
and I think he's been special over the last three years. I would like to see him stay in Arizona just because I think he will hit 50 home runs there. Mm-hmm. But I also want the Red Sox to open up the checkbook, put J.D. Martinez at DH in that lineup, tell Hanley Ramirez he either has to play first or get gone, and let's ride. I think it's pretty obvious that Hanley Ramirez is gone at this point, right? Um, I'm not overly convinced of that yet. Um, would I be sad to see Hanley go? No. <laughs> All right. You, you get the second pick, and I'm going to be scared because you're going to take the two guys I want. Am I? <laughs> I'm guessing. All right. Well, at first, I'm going to take the youngest free agent on the market. I'm going to take Eric Cosmer. Oh, thank God. Okay. Look, Ooh. Eric Eric Cosmer has gotten better every year of his career. He was unbelievable this year. Nobody wanted to talk about it because the Royals kind of fell apart there at the end of the year, and they were never really a sexy team that garnered a lot of attention. Eric Cosmer was incredible this year. He's gotten better every year. There's no reason for me to think that he won't get better next year and be a 30-home run, 100-RBI guy that he was probably projected to be when he came up. I'm taking Eric Cosmer because I think he's the second-best free agent in baseball. All right. I'm going to counter your argument that he's gotten better every year because it's not true. He's gotten better every other year. <laughs> so if you look at his like his player page and go by war, which I know is kind of like bullshit. I, I don't even like war that much. But if you go by war starting in uh, 2011, he had one war. And then 2013 he had 3.2. Then 2015 he had 3.5. And then 2017 he had 4.1. Career highs. But in between those years, he had a negative 1.7, a zero, and a negative 0.1. So he's getting better as his career goes on, but he's just so inconsistent year to year. I just, I, I mean, I, I just, I had never trusted it. I, I've never trusted him as much as I probably should. I have always looked at it as. If you look at it, a pretty consistent strikeout rate. His walks have increased every year or, you know, have been around the same part and slowly increased every year. Um, a guy who's hit more, for, more, hit more for power over the last two years, a combined 50 home runs over the last two years than he had at any point in his career. His only two seasons where he's hit more than 20. I think he's a guy who is continually getting better in his game, and I think he's been impressive over there. And this this year was clearly uh, his best, and he did play really well start to finish of the season, which he hadn't done before. So those are definitely good signs. And he's young. So yeah, for sure. I, I don't want to bash him. And I'm sorry I brought stats into it all of a sudden. I know you probably weren't prepared for that. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> always prepared for stats. I'm bringing the heat, Nick, okay? <laughs> all right. Who, who are you going se- in second? I'm going to surprise you here. I'm not going to take any of the guys you thought I was going to take. I'm taking Otani. Okay, so he was one of the guys I was going to – he was third on my board. So I've got my second guy still. The prob- the question I have with this is where do I have to slot him? Um, Slot him as a pitcher, and if you want to – I mean I'll give you the credit for being able to hit with him too. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, you, I mean you'd much rather have him as a pitcher. If you could only pick one, you'd much rather have him as a pitcher with like a two ERA, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. I think he's going to play both here in baseball. Um, I, I, I truly believe that some team's going to sign him and say, why not? And I could see him taking less money 
and going to a team that isn't as good as big a market to do that and show everybody it's possible. You just have to believe in the right player to do it. Um, I think he's with a 100 mile power fastball as a starter. Um, I think you look at guys like Luis Severino, you look at Noah Syndergaard, and that's where kind of his ceiling is as a pitcher. Uh, you look at his power numbers and you look at his hitting numbers in Japan. Um, he could be a really dangerous threat in any lineup. And when you put those two factors together, he's a guy who should make close to $20 million a year here in Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, he has to get a rookie contract. It's not fair. That is unfortunate. It's not fair at all. Like, I mean, I think if he was, if you look at what Darvish got when he first signed over here, I have no reason to think Otani, who was younger and just as promising as a pitcher and has all those different intangibles, I I don't see how he, he doesn't match the Darvish contract, if not like double it, uh, if if they were allowing him to do it. I mean, it, it's it. It's ridiculous that he can only get $3 million. Unless, of course, they change that by Monday or whatever they're trying to do to fix it. But it's a, just a bizarre situation. But I agree with you. Um, he's got the highest ceiling of any free agent in probably almost ever. Uh, and hey, don't forget about Daisuke Matsuzaka. Daisuke couldn't hit, though. I guess that's fair. <laughs> but and I guess that's the other thing. We everybody's like really optimistic, like oh this guy could really really pitch, and if he could really hit, then he could be this dual threat. But you know, there's always the chance that he is bad at pitching here, but can hit, or that he's bad at both. I mean, <laughs> I mean that would just be so sad, and I really hope hope that doesn't happen. But I mean, you always, but I mean it does happen sometimes. I mean, I even look at a guy like Tanaka who was amazing his first year, and while he's still obviously at the point now where he's ownable should still be in a rotation in the major leagues he's not anywhere near the same guy he was when he first got here right and some of that's just you know you don't know how the people are going to react once they start pitching in a new league and uh, with you know the different uh, wear and tear on their body with the MLE season yeah. scott what are you doing <laughs> he's just knocking things down all right. Well, I'm going to give you my next pick, and then I'm going to make you wait while I attack Scott. I'm going to stop. So my next pick is Zach Cozart. Give me a second. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm thoroughly impressed by this pick. Uh, I'm wait for Nick to come back to tell you why. I'm thoroughly impressed. Okay. All right, I'm back. Have you uh, have you recovered from my pick yet? I have. All right. Uh, I I think Zach Cozart is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little old. He's I think 32. But he is 32. The amount of talent in this free agent class at second base and shortstop is just awful. It is. And Zach Cozart, I think, is legitimately a, a good shortstop. Uh, he's improved the last two or three seasons offensively now that uh, they told him to hit the ball harder. and uh, Which I, d- I don't get that. Oh, I don't either. That's the 
baseball is one of those things where if you just dig around, you can find great stories and in every clubhouse, probably multiple great stories in every clubhouse. That's the most maddening story I've ever read in my life. It's like, oh. We don't want you to hit home runs. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, if you swing a little harder, maybe the ball will go farther and you'll do better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, he's improved offensively the last few years. Um, he played a full season this year. And he's good defensively, so I'm I'm all for Zach Cozart. I think it's a it's a good pick. Um, it's not the shortstop I would have gone with. Who were you going? Well, okay, we'll we'll leave that for your next pick, I guess. But um, I, I like the pick. I like the pick. I think my my question would be is if you're picking Zach Cozart this high, it means you know obviously you know he's a guy who. Is looking around, according to Spotrack, a thirteen and a half million dollar market value. He's had one good year. I'm cool. Uh, with he's that. been he's been decent in his career, but he this is his first really good year. I, I would have a, I would have problems saying, eh. Well, I, I think know? I think last year um, or 2016, I think he was really good too. Um, he kind of got once he started. Once he got going, he got injured, uh, but he was really heating up before he got hurt, and then when he came back, he, he just kept the momentum going. So I think if he had played a full 2016 and a full 2017, people would be looking at him a lot differently. And I know you can't get rid of the fact that he was hurt, but I, I trusted enough. Fair um, enough. So, and plus, I just, I, I hate all of the shortstops in this class. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's either him or Ruben Tejada, come on now. So, well, anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I've got JD, I've got Zach Cozart, my third pick. Uh, man, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go with Carlos Santana, who I like probably just as much as Hosmer, even though I think he's a little older. He's just another one of those guys that has gotten better over mm-hmm. the last couple of years as he's, you know, made the transition from catcher to first. It seems like every year the walks go up a little bit. The strikeouts go down a little bit. He hits for a better average. He's one of those guys that I, I'm okay with giving him the money that you're going to have to give him to get him because he's a good player. He's one of the most reliable bats in the league, and he has been since his rookie or second season. I mean, it's been five or six years now that he's consistently put up close to the same numbers, uh, if not slowly improved. So uh, I, I just really like Carlos Santana. I think it, it'd be hard, other than J.D. Martinez, to find uh, a bat that's as sure a thing as his in uh, this class. So I agree with you. Easy enough. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, just for the sake of prosperity, because I want to argue... Coming off your bat, um, I'm going to take Eduardo Nunez and put him at shortstop. You're an idiot. Why? <laughs> I don't, he can't play defense. All right. First of all, that is one of um, a true. It is one of the true. Um, what's the word I'm looking Myths? for? 
in myths in baseball. That's not true at all. Eduardo Nunez is not a bad defender by any stretch of the imagination. Man. It's one of those things where people say, oh, Eduardo Nunez can't play defense, but he's not a bad defender. I, I, I couldn't... I, he's I, an I, average I, defender. I'm not saying he's... <laughs> I'm not saying he's like a gold glove defender. He's a average replacement level defender. And I'm okay with that if you're getting the just sheer at bats and that he's put together in his career. No matter where he's gone, he's hit the ball. And you look at what he did in Boston this year after the trade. You look at what he's done in San Francisco over the last two years, what he did in New York when he came up. His bat is lightning I'll take the so I'll take the replacement level defense for a guy who hits like that. The twins in between there also. Yeah, uh, he's been good everywhere he goes at the plate. I think I, it's just because I'm bitter about it as a Yankees fan. I just had to watch him screw up on defen- defensively for so long that I can't. I just can't think of him as being a respectable shortstop. I mean. Throw him at third base, throw him at left field, whatever you got to do. But shortstop, man. All right. I'm fine with that, though. Well, here's another thing. He's also Nunez, the best hitting shortstop available, so I give you He's that. the best hitting shortstop. He brings an, an element of speed that you cannot get in this free agent class other than him. And maybe Lorenzo Cain. And Jared Dyson. There's, uh, but, I, but center field's a, its own beast. And Jared Dyson can't hit the ball past the pitcher mound, so I don't care about him. And the thing about Eduardo Nunez is that you have to remember when he was a Yankee, he was playing third, he was playing short, he was playing second, he was playing right field, he was playing left field. And on any given day, he was playing those positions. It's tough to be a defensive player when you don't know where you're playing until the lineup card comes out. Right. And so for him, if I if I take him and say, you only focus on shortstop, I like Eduardo Nunez. Because watch, having watched him when he was with the Red Sox, when they just told him, worry about third base, he's a much better defender than I think a lot of people want to give Eduardo Nunez credit for. All right, I can give you that. And you're going to get him for – I mean if we're thinking about contract values, you're getting him for cheap. I'm getting him for cheaper than Zach Cozart who's had one good year in his entire career. See, I wasn't thinking of contracts though. I'm just drafting great guys. I mean so am I, but I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, if we're – All right, if right. You know, I'm just thinking as a you know a young entrepreneur. If I'm taking a guy, I'm taking the guy who has hit consistently over his career rather than the guy who's had one good year. All right, that's fine. Who else you got? <laughs> um, you know, this is tough. I really. <sighs> this is where it gets really tough. So I'm just going to go out there. And I'm going to sure it up, and I'm going to say I'm going to take you, Darvish. Damn, I'm completely fucked now. <laughs> right, here's the thing. He pitched horrible in the postseason, so I don't love this. Because ultimately, if, I, if I'm spending the money on you, Darvish, I need you, Darvish, to pitch it well in the postseason. And that is not what he did this. Off this postseason, he lost the World Series for the Dodgers, basically. Um, but you look at what he's done in the regular season, his entire career, he's been unhittable. So I'm going to take you, Darvish. Uh, I can't complain there, and I feel the same way. If the Yankees go out and sign you, Darvish, this offseason, uh, 
I will be happy because they need a pitcher, and I think you Darvish is really good. I will also be terrified because I think there's a chance that you Darvish is terrible now, which is <laughs> totally unfair because it was like what three three games, two games that I now think that you Darvish is terrible. But that's that's how it is. <laughs> they were brutal. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers are celebrating a World Series right now. If they have anybody else pitching, it's it's it could be like a Jake Delhomme moment. <laughs> where he has just that one bad five interception game in the playoffs, and he's never thrown a touchdown since. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, okay. Well, I agree. Darvish, good get, expensive get. There goes your Zach Cozart savings. <laughs> All right. Next, who am I taking? I'm going to get. Mike Moustakis. Oh, you bastard. Mike Moustakis hit a lot of home runs this year. And I had him on my fantasy team, and he was fucking incredible all season. And nobody wanted him. I offered him for nothing for half the year, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to keep him. This guy's really, really good. To be fair, I tried to trade you for him like three times. You were offering me like injured relief pitchers. That's what I always do. <laughs> but I, I do think Mike Moustakis is really good. Um, he had a, a, he finally had a really good full season this year. I guess the same as Cozart. Um, but before he was injured, was he injured in 2015 or 16? Uh, he was injured the year before this year. He missed all okay. of last year at the 20th sale. So, right. So before the injury, I think the first month and a half, he was he was putting up the same numbers that he put up in 2015 that were really good, mm-hmm. um, and then this year he improved on that. So I think he's getting better and better. He's only 29, so not too old. Uh, kind of just in his prime. Um, as far as I know, he doesn't play poor <laughs> defense at third base. Although I guess if somebody told me otherwise, I, I uh, I'd believe them. But I, I think he's an all around good player. Has some upside. Young. I don't think he's going to cost that that much uh, relative to somebody like Todd Frazier, who's uh, also in this class. So I'm going with yeah. I feel happy about it. I think it's a good pick. I mean, look, he's one. Of, he's another one of those guys that is young. I feel like he's still – I don't think Mike Moustakis has reached the prime of his career yet. Yeah, he definitely I, – I don't think he's peaked. I wouldn't be surprised as, if he had another 40 home run season in him with uh, with improved numbers. And so I think anytime you can add a, you can sign a free agent like that who his best years haven't happened yet, I think that's a win. Yep. I, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm good with that. And mm, this next pick, <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think I'm going to get Lorenzo Cain. Oh, you really suck. <laughs> and the only hesitation I had is because I didn't want to sign two Royals back-to-back, <laughs> which means nothing. But uh, there isn't that much outfield depth this year. No, so I'm screwed now. So J.D. Martinez's really bad right field play could be canceled out with Lorenzo Cain's really great center field. Uh, Lorenzo Cain gives me a good leadoff hitter or maybe number two in the order. Somebody could steal bases. Somebody gives me elite defense. I think last year he played almost every game. 
which is great. Uh, I'm really liking how my team's uh, rounding out right now. Although I have no pitchers, so you screwed me on the pitchers. I'm screwing you on the outfield. That's what you think. Uh, you forced me to take my second outfielder, first outfielder. What are we doing? I'm going to take Melky Cabrera. Um, yep. Here's the thing. PEDs and all, the guy hits baseballs. <laughs> he, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. He just hits baseballs. So I'm going to take Melky Cabrera. I, I think that's a fair pick. <laughs> he's my top left fielder in the class. And As he should gonna, be. He's not going to cost anything because people hate him. For some reason. Uh, well, because he can't catch a ball or throw a ball 10 feet. I mean, if the ball goes to him in the outfield, that's kind of that's kind of a run. I mean, those th- <laughs> things are overrated, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's he been a, a starting outfielder for the, his whole career. He could do it again. He's good. Uh, per- I like him a lot. I like him a lot. That's pers- a good pick. Per- personally, I think defense is for squares. <laughs> If I can get a team of Kyle Schwarbers, I'm, I'm going to take, take that back because watching Kyle Schwarber play left field is painful. <laughs> when he dropped that ball and left in the playoffs, I was like, oh, that's why you don't put that guy there. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber experiment did not work out too well. No, they need to trade him. Um, okay, so my second pick here. Man, I don't want to do this, but you have forced me to do this. Uh, to take Jay Bruce. Oh, what a blow. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. But here's the thing. If you get Jay Bruce in the right ballpark with the right lineup, he's pretty, pretty dangerous. Yep, that he is. And so, as long as he's not on the Mets or the Reds, I like it, Jay Bruce. I'm 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 good with that. He's uh he's shown me a lot, Jay Bruce, that guy. He's a home run hitter. He was great on Cleveland. He was. He was fantastic. And he was really good as a red back in the day. Well he was good for a red one year. He was, you know, good as a Met to start this year. I just don't think that he can have sustained success on a bad team. All right. Well, here I go. <laughs> hmm. Where am I going to go here? Uh, this is going to be a curveball. I'm going to draft Mike Miner. The reliever? He was really, really fucking good as Kansas City's closer this year. And I don't think he's going to cost anything. And okay. I just I really like Mike Miner. I was really impressed with what he did. I think he could be a shutdown closer, a la Wade Davis. Uh, he's pretty young. He's not going to cost much. I like my chances with Mike. Okay. I think he was good this year. And then my second pick... Do I want to take a shitty outfielder? <laughs> I might have to. This is tough. 
it's kind of a crappy class. It's a really horrible <laughs> free agent class to do this. <laughs> That's what like, makes this really fun. There's like three good names, and now they're all gone. And I'm searching for positions. Like, I don't want any of these guys. Can I just take a prospect? Um, I'd rather have the player to be named later. Okay. I'm taking Colby Rasmus, who oh. may not have even been a starter this year. That's horrible. <laughs> he's okay on defense, and he has really good offensive numbers, even though he kind of sucks. And okay. I don't mind him. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll draft another outfielder, and I'll use him kind of as a platoon there and left. This is a terrible pick, though. I regret it already. It's horrible. I'm going to list some names of guys who would have been better than Colby Rasmus. Are you ready? No, no. I don't want to do this. Go, go, just tell me. Colby Rasmus also costs a million dollars. Okay, I don't care what he costs. (laughs) Okay, guys who would have been better than Colby Rasmus. Carlos Gomez? Nonsense. Cameron Maybin? You're definitely right. I should have just taken Jared Cameron Dyson. Maben? Seth Smith? Okay, well, now, oh, that's that's a lie. Seth Smith, Seth Smith, like, 360 against left right-handed hitting. Uh, yeah, but, you know what, just Chris, make your pick. Just make your pick. <laughs> Are you very upset with your pick right now? Are you upset with yourself? I don't know why I talked myself into Colby Rasmus. Before we even started talking today, I was like, you know what? Colby Rasmus, not too bad. I can get behind him on my team. And then I saw him there and I convinced myself for no reason whatsoever. Okay. My pick is going to actually be a little surprising. Um, Wade Davis is on the market. Greg Holland's on the market. I'm going to take Addison Reed. That's a fair pick. Um, Over the last three years, he's been, in my opinion, one of the top three setup guys in all of baseball. He's still 28 years old. Um, I was shocked when I saw that he was only 28. And so I feel like he's extremely valuable. Um, Jury's familiar suffered that injury earlier this season. Um, with a blood clot, and he was forced to step up as the Mets' closer. He recorded 19 saves at a 2.8 ERA this season. That shows me that he can set up, he can close. I think he's one of the more valuable relievers in all of baseball, and he's young. I'm taking Addison Reed. Good pick. Solid pick. And then, (sighs) this is my least favorite pick that I will make all night. But I have to do it because it is the thinnest of thin positions. I'm going to take Neil Walker. Damn, I knew I should have taken him instead of Colby Rasmus. (laughs) Neil Walker is great. He's like like every overlooked player who's ever played any sport. (laughs) You know, like he just goes out there and he does his job and nobody even thinks about him. Like, if Neil Walker were to walk out of, I guess now, Miller Park with his jersey on, nobody would actually think that that was Neil Walker. Neil Walker is the (laughs) perfect example of 
the player who is slightly above average that <laughs> nobody ever talks about. Yes. Because he's definitely better than average. I don't know if I want to say that he's good. I think he's good. I, I don't know that I want to say he's good either. Look, I covered the Mets, and he was the Mets' second best player when I covered the Mets. But I don't think that means he's good. You know what the best part about your Neil Walker signing is? What? He's 32 years old. (laughs) Now, that might sound like a bad thing, but hear me out. The The only only unownable second baseman is Brandon Phillips. Howie Kendrick at 34, Brandon Phillips at 36. Jose Reyes at 34, if you think he's even a second baseman, and Chase Utley at 38. You're getting six years on Chase Utley, who's, you know, probably not too far behind Neil Walker. So at the very least, you're buying six years of youth. I'm not going to lie. I don't like the pick, but I'm impressed with myself. (laughs) Uh, Really bullied you there. Yeah, that was bad by me. I can't believe I took Colby Rasmus. <laughs> no, we're going to bounce back, though. I've got to delete Neil Walker off my board. Okay. Hmm. What to do now? I could have just fucked myself real bad. <laughs> you just got to take Brandon Phillips and move on. <laughs> At this point, I don't care if I have Brandon Phillips or Howie Kendrick. Uh, I'm going to uh, take Alex Cobb. Oh, that is... Oh, <laughs> You're not a fan? Here's the thing with Alex Cobb. Again, I covered the Rays. <laughs> yes. Alex Cobb should be good. I guess that should have been a great indicate, indicator of why I shouldn't draft him if you didn't <laughs> take him. Alex Cobb should be good. He is not good. Nobody knows why. I think if he goes to the right team with the right coach, they can fix him. I'd That's like to think really I'm that guy. To me. <laughs> That's really specific to me. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I think Alex Cobb's pretty good. I, I trust, and I trust him more than I trust Jake Arrieta. I'm not touching Jake Arrieta. Oh, neither am I. He's and like I, a ticking time bomb. He's like, remember when we used to do our fantasy drafts, we used to talk about who's going to get stuck with Jose Bautista yeah. the year he implodes. It was this year. Jake Arrieta is kind of like that for pitchers now. Unfortunately, Matt Harvey also was like that like two years ago, and he's only like 27. <laughs> but this, the, the pitchers that are available, I don't trust Arietta at all, and you're going like to a- have to pay him a lot. I like a lot of the pitchers that are available still. Well, I like Michael Pineda, but he's on Tommy John. He's not playing. I, I don't like, want Michael Pineda. I like Lance Lynn, but he's I don't. Just coming off Tommy John. Every pitcher that you're mentioning right now are guys I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, but I still like a lot of the starting pitchers. Who do you like in here? <laughs> this is a terrible – like Andrew Kashner is the worst. No, I mean, Andrew Kastner I'm indifferent about. I would take Andrew Kastner over both the guys you just mentioned. All right, well, I'm I'm not taking any more pictures now. You're making me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> you got to take Yuli's Chachin. Oh, hell no. 
play a year. That's not the guy I want. The guy I want, I'm very excited to take. I will take him, not the next two, but the two after. Well, I'm going to take a pitcher just to get over with. I'm taking Tyler Chatwood. Damn you. That was the guy I yes. wanted. <laughs> no, Tyler Chatwood's really good, and he was in cores his whole career. And if you take him out of cores and he puts together a healthy season, I think he could actually be really good. And cheap. And young. He's only 27. Is, I think, the most underrated pitcher in all of baseball. And you might be saying, well, Troy, why is that? Well, if you give me a second to pull up his stats, I'll give you a reason why. Sure. I'd, I'd love to hear it because <laughs> I, I, I like Tyler Chatwood also. I but just I think might that, be irrational. <laughs> and I, I think I might be too. But I just keep thinking to myself every time – it's just a fantasy thing. Every time Tyler Chatwood's on the road, he gets like 20 points. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, well, what's Tyler Chatwood on the road? Tyler Chatwood on the road in his career. He's made 54 starts. He's pitched in 62 games. He's 21-17 and 17 with a 3.31 ERA. Pretty good. That's pretty good. For a now, bad team, Coors, too. At Coors, he's 19-29 and 29 with a 5.25 ERA. Pretty bad. Not great. <laughs> if you get Tyler Chatwood out of Coors Field... Tyler, you are getting a very good pitcher. Tyler Chatwood getting signed by the Giants would be like the perfect thing. Tyler Chatwood was my second pitcher on my list here. Well, congrats. I'm so happy I took him. I, I just thought about it. Pick. I just thought about it. I couldn't even take him because I have Otani and Darvish. Well, yeah, that's what I was that's why I was uh, scared when you said you were gonna take another person. <laughs> It's like, what's he doing? I guess you could have put Otani at DH. Really well, I could have brought, bamboozled the system. Well, I could have put him at outfield since there are no good ones left. Yeah, honestly, like, even if he stinks in outfield, he's better than all of the outfielders that are available. <laughs> but I, I digress. It's your pick. Okay. Um, look, this is tough. I'm liking most you... of my team at the moment. Most. What I'm not happy about is that you took Mike Mustakas, which means that there are no third basemen that are worth owning, except for one. And you don't want Todd Frazier? No, I don't want the guy who bets 180. He's horrible. Well, you know what you could do? Is you could move your boy Eduardo Nunez to third and just bite the bullet with Ruben Tejada. No, I don't want that. Or my least favorite player, Elcides Escobar. All right, Nick. Well, I'm going to break down some of these players for you here. Okay? Sure. Number one, and this is a complete joke, I could roll the dice and sign Will Middlebrooks. You know, that doesn't sound like half bad of an idea. (laughs) If he's a free agent, I didn't have him on my list. That's why I I want Spotrack. I told you to go to Spotrack. Hmm. Oh, can you tell did, – did the Cardinals – completely random. Did the Cardinals cut Trevor Rosenthal? Uh, I've never – I haven't heard of that. I, I saw somewhere, but it may have been a dream. But it's such a weird thing to dream <laughs> about because, like, who the fuck cares? Okay. So this list. I could go Will Middlebrooks. Trevor Rosenthal released. How sad. 
he's not bad. He's only 27. Oh, we should have taken him. He's so. horrible. I don't want that guy. <laughs> so I'm not taking Will Middlebrooks for obvious reasons. I could take Jose Reyes, but he's ancient. He, that he is. What, what about Johnny Peralta? Troy. Troy, you're gone. Troy. Folks, Troy's disappeared. I'm not sure what's happened. All right, man, we're back. Sorry, everybody. Um, the uh, power went out in my apartment, so now I'm sitting here in the dark. We're going to finish this thing. I gotta finish this thing. I'm not done. The power went out right when Psy High released his album. Crazy. <laughs> the power of Psy High. It's, it's immense. Okay, so I was talking about third baseman. And how terrible they are. So I'm not going to take Will Miller Brooks. I'm not taking Jose Reyes. Um, but I am. I'll tell you who I am going to take. I'm going to take... Another undervalued, underutilized, underappreciated guy. I'm going to take Yunel Escobar. Solid, solid pick. He bats 300 every year. Isn't he a terrible person? I mean, possibly, but I'm not here to judge character. (laughs) Nick, I'm here to win baseball games. All right. I'm cool with that. He's, He's good. Thank you. I'm, I'm here to kick your butt. I'm not here to, you know, play, oh, is he a nice guy? I don't care if he's a nice guy. I'm trying to win baseball games. All right. Was that two picks for you or one? Um, Didn't I take – did I take Addison Reed? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So then I get to go. And, like – Shouldn't I have eight players, though? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine players. I have nine as well. So I think you might have one more, then. Okay, then I have one more. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then... Guys, if we screwed this up, we apologize. (laughs) You know, the electricity just ruined everything. Who does that? Um, so I am going to take, this is tough. This is so tough because now you're at the point where I don't really want any of these people. Um, it's just like, you know, these are, these are your replacement level players. These people are going to lower my overall war. Question. Can Logan Morrison play second base? No. (laughs) No, but I am going to take Jonathan Lucroy. All right. I was wondering which which of us would fight the bullet and take him. I don't really like him anymore. I used to love him. Um, his he sat soured on me. But look at those catchers and tell me that you want any of those guys. So, well, you know who I want? Wellington Castilla. Oh, I didn't even see him. That's on me. 
That's my fault. I'm going Wellington Castilla. Dude was Good a play. stud last year, even though he's kind of crap every other year. But That's a good pick. He's only 30. Posted a close to a three war last season. I think his pitch framing supposed, supposedly got better uh, over the last year. And uh, he's always been a pretty good hitter. So I'm taking Wellington Castilla. I'm surprised you didn't take... Uh... President take Hank Conger. Not a Conger guy. I'm surprised I didn't take Rene Rivera. <laughs> I was no, about I to, I was about to say that. I was going to say, like at the very least, I assumed you'd just go the full, uh, the full Rays slash Mets. We need the defensive guy who's a good framer. Who he's who, one of the best defense, best defensive catchers I've ever seen. What does personally. he do? He he bats like 220, right? He had a pretty decent year hitting the baseball this year. One in one eighty seven. He wasn't bad. <laughs> had some pop. Okay, so after Wellington Castillo, I'm going to take. This is a tough one. I mean. Do I have to do this? <coughs> I'm... Oh, God. <laughs> you, know what I'm, so, you know what I want to do. I don't know what you want to do. I don't want any of these players anymore. Are you going to take CeCe? No, I already have the two pitchers. Because I took okay, Cobb. Good. Thank goodness. No. I... I... Want to take Bautista as a DH, but I oh, that's don't. Just brutal. I'm not going to do it. Don't do that. He's bad. I know. Instead, I'm gonna oh, Jesus. But I mean, if you can take Bautista or how he can take Matt Holiday. Can I take now? Like Matt Holiday's trash. I'm going to draft Hunsu Kim and hope that he's good. God, that's just horrible. No, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm just I'm going to take Carlos Gomez cuz at least he's been good in the past and use him as my fourth outfielder and split time with Colby Rasmus. Okay. That's not bad. He's been good recently. It's certainly not good. No, no, I hate it. But I like him more than Kobe Rasmus already. I mean, fair enough. Okay. All right. You can go. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to make some waves. Boy, I don't know who I want as my DH right now. It's tough because I could go Logan Morrison. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like Logan Morrison. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. And I already have Junel Escobar, apparently. So <laughs> I have to be careful with that. Um, a small part of me wants Mike Napoli. Just oh, because of the God. 2013 World Series. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> oh, my but, God, Troy, please. We're trying to run a program here. But Mike Napoli hasn't been good in three years. 
Um, Mike Napoli <laughs> batted 190 last season. And he's 36. Um, I could take two bags, Mitch Moreland, but he's a really good defensive first baseman, so I feel like using him at DH would be an absolute waste. Mm. Which only leaves one option. I'm taking him. He's mine. Give me Lucas Duda. Yikes. He's, and he's playing DH. All right. You say yikes, but I just took the best available DH. You're screwed. How old is Lucas Duda? 30. He's 31. One. He's not, that's not too old. No, that's fine. And he was pretty good at Tampa this year. Yep, you were correct. You could take Chris Carter. Oh, no. I mean, at this point, I'm going to take Yonder Alonzo. You could take Adam Lind. <laughs> you could also take Mark Reynolds. You could take Ryan Howard. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> okay, you've got another pick, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to relief pitching. And again, I'm staying away from Wade Davis. He was the worst pitcher to ever uh, successfully record all of his save opportunities this year. Mm -hmm. It seemed like every time he did it, um, the Cubs almost lost. Uh, Greg Holland has paper elbows, so I don't want him. But I'm taking Brian Shaw. Interesting. Pretty good, pretty solid choice. I just feel like if I have Shaw, if I have Addy, I feel pretty good about closing out a game. I thought you might go Jake McGee there. Oh, no, Jake McGee's bad. That's why I didn't go Jake McGee. I thought you liked Jake McGee back in the day. Yeah, maybe when he was 29 years old. Uh, Jake McGee has not been good in a very long time, Nick. My my pitching staff is going to be very questionable. But you have to get Tyler Clifford. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm I'm going to uh, take Brandon. Mar- I'm taking Brandon Morrow. Okay. I really really liked him when the Dodgers used him as a relief reliever last Everybody year. Everybody in our friend group likes Brandon Morrow. He's good. Nobody. No. Nobody gets it, but for some reason, every one of us, from everybody of the Sakali clan to me to Andre to everybody, we all love Brandon Morrow. I think it just it shows that he's good. He just always gets hurt. I feel bad for the guy. It is true. He is always hurt. But I, I, I'm holding out hope that if you put him in the bullpen, he doesn't have the wear and tear in his arm. He's only going one or two innings a night instead of the four or five. That that can kind of help him maintain because he was just crazy good on the Dodgers. He was striking people out. He wasn't giving up any hits. He looked phenomenal in the World Series up until they pitched him like three days Every, in a row. And like he, no, know. he pitched in he pitched in the first five games of the World Series, and they put him out there for Game Six and expected him to be dynamo. And and he gave up like eight runs on five pitches or something crazy like that. It's one of the worst managerial decisions I've ever seen in Not the history fault. of the world. Not faulting him for that. Hoping I can get him maybe a little cheaper because of it. Oh, no. I'm faulting Dave Roberts. Yeah, absolutely. So okay. he's my second reliever. I'm happy with him. And then I'm going to take 
the future potential Hall of Famer Brandon Phillips as my second baseman. That is just terrible. It really is. But you know what? So is Howie Kendrick. <laughs> and I hate Jose Ramirez or Jose Reyes. Did you draft Jose Reyes already? No. No, I haven't. Okay. And Chase Utley's kind of not a great dude either. So no, I mean he broke Ruben Tejada's leg. Who's <laughs> also a free agent if you're interested in putting them on the same team. No. All right. Go. Is this your last two picks? These are my last two picks. Um, I'm going to get stuck with the scraps. <laughs> you got J.D. Martinez, though, so stop complaining. And Lorenzo Cain. Those guys are fire. I need a center fielder because right now I have two. I have a left fielder and a right fielder, Melky Cabrera and Jay Bruce, who couldn't play defense to save their lives. I mean, I know what you're doing here. Do you? I mean, there's only two ownable center fielders on the board. Are there? And one of them is Cameron Maven, who's your favorite guy. Yeah. I mean, if you don't take Cameron Maven, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Like, my whole, you know... My whole, all the thoughts I've had about you and your opinions on players would just be thrown out the window. That's fair. <laughs> um, I am not going to take Cameron Maven. All right. No, you know what? I am going to take Cameron Maven. I lied. I'm going to take Cameron Maven. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good. You just no. can't, you can't play more than 30 games, but he's really good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I just thought. I tried to sell myself on the fact that I wanted Austin Jackson. Oh God! And it and in my head, I just couldn't do it. There was there was no reasoning to think I want that guy, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. I think that's a really really good pick by you. Thank you. Technically, I don't have my fourth outfielder yet. No. Those... So I guess we have one more round. So who do I have? I'm I'm just missing a DH and a utility. Okay, so you go two and then I pick my last guy. Oh yeah, I guess that makes yeah. sense. So, um, so, so, so yeah, so you go and then I go two and then you go one more. That makes sense because you went first. Um, well, with that said, I'm going to take Jose Reyes as my utility. Okay. Look, he can play third, he can play short, he can play second, he can play left, he can play right. He plays five positions. I don't care if he can't hit the ball worth a sh giggle. He's still pretty quick, and he's still a really good defensive player. As a utility player, that's all I can ask for. All right, fair enough. My utility player is going to be Howie Kendrick. That's just bad. Well, he pl he plays outfield sometimes. He plays second base. If Brandon Phillips is bad, maybe Howie Kendrick won't be as bad. Here's the thing. You have you have you just drafted a guy who is an average hitter and an average fielder. You Isn't just that drafted a perfect utility player? No, you just drafted the height of mediocrity. I mean I'm not gonna take Darwin Barney or Justin <sighs> Rutledge. 
Is it Josh Rutledge? Or Josh Rutledge, you're right. It's Justin Rutledge. If that guy doesn't exist. I'm not taking Trevor Plouffe. Can't you just trade for Wilmer Flores? I mean, I guess if I wanted to get one of those uh, good good uh, dugout guys, I could have taken Mike Avilas. Why don't you take Alexi Amarista? He's trash. He's bad. All right. And then my DH. Oh, Jesus. Why are these old people so tempting? Just Jose Bautista. But, but why would I trust Bautista at 37 over Cargo at 32? Because Carlos, Carlos Gonzalez plays three games a year. I'm going to just be dumb and take Todd Frazier as my DH. That's just horrible. Well, you know what? At you least just he plays... Your... You just signed yourself up for the guy who cares not about putting the ball in play. He's the king of not putting the ball in play. Well, you know what? You're probably right. But he's got a chance to be okay. No, he doesn't. And can you really sign Yonder Alonso as a DH? Like, he had a, yes. a good half season. And I don't trust Logan Morrison at all. Like Logan Morrison's terrible. We all know Logan Morrison's terrible. Like I don't, I don't care that he had a three <coughs> WAR this year and then he played all all year. There's a reason teams cut him and don't give him starting jobs, and that he can't play defense. He's not a good player. Okay, that's fair. At least Todd Frazier teams tried to acquire him. That makes me confident that maybe I don't see it. But somebody does. Okay. So there are a lot of outfielders out here that I really liked. I was intrigued by Dominic Brown. No. I was intrigued by Desmond Jennings. Oh, I think he was a free agent all season, wasn't he? Uh, No, he's on the Mets. Oh, interesting. I was intrigued by Nori Aoki. I was intrigued by Michael Saunders Clegane. <laughs> I was, in fact, intrigued by Peter Borges and Jared Dyson. What about John Jay? No. I was never once intrigued. I, I actually think Jared Dyson's pretty good. If we're being I don't. honest. I, I think I think he hits the ball enough and he's so fast and good at defense that it's worth it. But, Nick, I've decided that for my fourth outfielder, I'm going to pick the ultimate fourth outfielder. I'm taking Rajai Davis. Solid pick. He's super fast. For some reason, he's a, he, he's a very good fielder. And for some reason, he's always on a team that contends. And not to mention, he has hit one of the biggest home runs in Cleveland Indians franchise history. And he did so. Nick, when was the last time you watched that home run in the ninth inning of the 2016 World Series? Probably the day after. Okay. But that's... Go back. More because I don't tend to watch that many 
baseball stats from prior seasons or baseball highlights from prior seasons unless it's like a crazy home run like this one. So this one should be one that I watch. I've seen this home run maybe 50 times. Rajai Davis's hands are on the barrel of the bat. He is so choked up that I have absolutely no idea how he got that ball to get out of the yard, but he did. And just for that, I know that somehow Rajai Davis has untapped power, and I'm taking him. But you know he wasn't that good last year, and he's 37, right? I don't care. He's really fast, so at the very least he can be a good pinch runner. That's true. He's always fast. I'm surprised you weren't intrigued by Daniel Nava. Um, no, he's bad. Or uh, your old friend Eric Young Jr. I think ultimately I'll be very upset with myself that I didn't take Jared Dyson. But I'm going to take Rajai Davis just because of that home run. So I think he has. I think he has 30 home run potential. Why <laughs> I don't. <That's> okay. <laughs> so who are the notable people that we ha- that we didn't draft? We uh. We didn't there, draft. There's not a single notable person that we didn't draft. We didn't draft Logan Morrison or Adam Lind or John Jaso, who you like. I do like John Jaso. We didn't draft Chase Utley because he's very old. We didn't draft Kevin Quackenbush. No, we didn't. Well, there are, there are, I guess, a handful of pitchers that we could have taken. Like Martin Perez, uh, I think, is pretty good, too. Neither of us took Jake Arrieta. Neither of us took Wade Davis. <laughs> John Lackey. Greg Holland. Curtis Granderson. CC Sabathia. Ubaldo Jimenez. Well, <laughs> who <laughs> takes Ubaldo Jimenez? I take Seth Smith before I took Ubaldo Jimenez. No one else took Mike Napoli. Nobody took Ichiro or uh, Matt Holliday. If I had a third pitcher, I would have taken Clay Buckholtz. That would have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it's a it's about that year. Yeah, he's due up. He's due up for that. He wins his first ten starts of the year. There are a lot of pretty interesting relief pitchers. There are because like Sungwon Oh could be good again, even though he was really bad last season. And like Final Glenn boss. Perkins has been hurt for two years, but relief pitchers come back sometimes. Tony Watson. Tony Watson is like that. Luke Gregerson's always pretty average. Joe Blanton. Houston Street was good back in the day. Fernando Rodney is the worst. Sergio Romo. Tyler Clippard. It's a it's a pretty good relief pitcher class, I have to say. Or big names, I guess. Fernando Abad. Pretty good lefty. Junior lefty specialist. Uh, he hasn't been good in a while. Oh, and Robbie Ross. Go out a good lefty specialist. Boom Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jabba Chamberlain. Well, Jabba Chamberlain retired, I think, officially. Oh, how sad. One of the strangest careers. No, it just was a bad career. Well, he had the the midges and the trampoline incident. That doesn't usually happen to the same person. Who's the pitcher that tore his uh, UCL playing Guitar Hero and needed Tommy John? Oh, was that that was like two years ago, wasn't it? It was a longer time than that. Hold on, I'm looking it up. 
Joel Zumaya. Yep, that's it. Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> Classic. Poor guy. All right. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. We've talked yeah, about I mean, a lot of free I'm, agents. Nick, I'm looking at my team. I'm going to kill you. Just when you combine my team's war with your team's war at the end of next year, you're done. Yeah, I didn't really think about that either. You know what? If we were smart and we wanted to do the war, we would have just picked people that we knew were going to play all season and not people like Colby Rasmus. Because, <laughs> like, I'm pretty confident that, like, I'll see this Escobar will get war. I'm pretty confident that Colby Rasmus won't be signed this free agent market. Probably right. He might be a zero. Which could be better I mean, than some of these other guys, if we're being honest. He might get a minor league contract. But that doesn't help you any. All right. Troy, do we do we want, before we go, to take two minutes to discuss, what's it called? Survivor Series? No, we have the, you know, we could tease a podcast. Are we going to do a, a rapid reaction post Survivor Series maybe maybe Sunday or Monday I think we should I think we will um, you know uh, I'm looking forward to it um, I've been told that the strike is over so David Bastia should be back oh, fantastic I've been told the strike is over have um, you watched yet are you caught up um I I have not I have look I've basically given up on watching Raw and SmackDown. It's just so disappointing to me. I just follow on Twitter and show up for the pay-per-views at this point. Well, this week was really good. I heard Kurt... Did Kurt lead the raid on SmackDown? Kurt led the raid on SmackDown, and uh, my good boy... My uh, best friend Hunter is uh, on Team Raw, which, you know... always good when, when Triple H makes a guest appearance all of a sudden. When did that happen? On Monday... Mr. I follow it on Twitter. Nobody tells me these things. <laughs> this is why you should watch. I'm sorry I ruined it. Well, I guess I gotta watch now. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> well, you're you're talking about the, the raid on SmackDown. I figure that's it. You must know. Okay, I took three took three weeks off from watching Raw and SmackDown, and I get. Fucked by <laughs> Nick Sicali breaking the biggest news of the year. Well, you know, five years ago or however long it was, you told me that the shield broke up while I was in a meeting <laughs> and I was devastated. That's on me. <laughs> I was like sitting there and it was like nine fifteen. I was just getting out of a meeting, gonna watch Raw the next day, and Troy texted me, The Shield broke up <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> I'm so sad. And I was like, oh, well, there, there it goes. I think it was you and Dylan. Yeah, I think we were, because I think we were, that was the Seth chair shot. Yeah. Just nope. reacting. One of the That's best. That's all we were doing, was reacting. Okay. Well, we will talk again soon. Uh, I'm trying to also work with Freeman to get another podcast going uh, sometime maybe this weekend or next weekend over the uh, over the holiday. So trying to do some more podcasts, guys. If you're out there, if you're listening, if you've gotten this far, sorry about the delay. 
sorry about Troy's power being out. <laughs> Do you have power yet? Yeah, it kicked on about three minutes ago. Perfect. Okay. So, but I'm done. I'm Nick. He's Troy. <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs> I am Troy. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, hopefully my fancy team uh, doesn't suck. Yeah, uh, you're on, man. <laughs>